All right, you may be seated. Jesus uh, went about preaching and teaching and healing. Three major things he did was teaching, preaching, and healing. Sometimes he taught, sometimes he preached. I think today's going to be more of a taught, more of a teaching time than a preaching time. But we need teaching and we need preaching. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about faith pleases God. The Bible says that without faith, it's impossible to please God. So we're talking about what is faith? How do we get it? Why is it important? And how does it work? How do we use it? Let's look at Hebrews 11.1, 1, first of all. Hebrews 11.1. You bring your Bible today? Raise your Bible if you brought it. Let's see. Who's got their Bible today? I love it. I love it. I love it. Nice. Okay. Hebrews 11.1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the evidence of of things not seen. Evidence means proof. If you have money in the bank, what's your evidence? What do we believe? How do we know we have that money in the bank? We put our money, sometimes you have automatic deposit, sometimes you take a check, sometimes you bring cash, and it's in the bank. How do we know it's in the bank? Well, we do because we have faith that it's there. So this is a very simple um, explanation of how faith works. But we have faith that the bank has our money. In fact, the evidence is what? A piece of paper. A statement that we get every month that says you have $1,000 in the bank. Hallelujah. And so we go by not what we can see. We can't see our money. We can't count our money, but we look at a statement. Well, God's word is our statement for the things of life. This is what, this is our written statement. I think it's called the New Testament, the new statement in God. In God's word is our new statement. So evidence means proof. The statement is our proof. It's just a piece of paper. Faith in God's word is my evidence. Now, faith in, in God's word is my evidence for salvation. I get saved. What if Jesus appeared to you in your bedroom and said, I am Jesus and you're saved? Well, that'd be great, wouldn't it? But the Bible says that the devil comes as an angel of light. The devil can come as an angel of light. He can disguise himself. So I don't care if Jesus comes... I do care, but if Jesus appeared to me or to you in your bedroom and said, you're saved, that'd be wonderful. But you know what? A month from now, you're going to need another vision from Jesus. God's word is always the same. 
our faith should be in God's word, not in, not in a vision, not in an angel, always in God's word, not in a feeling, not in emotion, but in God's word. I may feel, I may not feel healed, but faith in his word is my evidence. The Bible says, with his stripes I was healed. So God's word is always going to be our evidence. I may not forgive like I, I may not feel like I forgave that person, but I can say, you know what? By faith, I forgave. And it doesn't matter what I feel like a week from now, whatever those feelings come, let's say those feelings of unforgiveness rise up again. Well, you know what? I forgive by faith. And God says for me, he commands me to forgive. So if those feelings start to come back of unforgiveness, guess what? No, that's not, that's not from God. I'm not taking that. I'm not having that. The Bible says to forgive. I was obedient to the word of God, so I have forgiven that person. So faith is acting upon the word of God, not acting upon your feelings, your emotions, what you can see, what you can feel. The word of God is always our proof. It's always our evidence. It's always our bank statement. Let's look at John chapter 20, verse 24. John 20, 24. John 20, 24. Okay. But Thomas, one of the twelve, called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples, therefore, said in him, We have seen the Lord. So this is after Jesus rose from the dead. And he appeared to uh, his disciples. But Thomas wasn't there. And verse 25, the other disciples therefore said, we have seen the Lord, but he said unto them, except I shall see in his hands the print of the nails and put my finger into the print of the nails and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. So in the middle of that verse, it says, except I shall see, at the end of the verse says, I will not believe. Except I shall see, I will not believe. Are we like Thomas? Do we have to see to believe? Jesus goes on and says, and verse 26, and after eight days, again, his disciples were within, and Thomas was with them. Then came Jesus, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst, and said, Peace be unto you. Then he said to Thomas, Reach hither, reach forth your finger, and behold my hands, and reach forth your hand and thrust it into my side and be not faithless but believing and Thomas answered and said unto him my Lord and my God Jesus said unto him Thomas because you have seen me you have believed blessed are they that have what not seen and yet believe who are the blessed people the blessed people who are those who have faith first and see second. See, faith 
always comes first. You, you're going to see it. We're going to see Jesus. But faith has to come first. In order to have healing, faith needs to come first. Whatever God says in his word, it's faith first. Sometimes we want to see first. We want to feel first. I want to feel healed before I say I'm healed. I want to feel saved before I say I'm saved. I want to feel forgiven. That's a tough one, right? Before I say I'm forgiven. But faith is always first. In God's world, in God's kingdom, faith is first. Faith is acting like the Bible is true. Faith is always based on a promise in the Bible. And faith begins where the will of God is known. Let's talk a little bit about what faith isn't. Turn to James 2.19. Faith is the evidence of things that we can't see. But what, let me talk a little bit about what faith is not. James chapter 2, verse 19. And he says, Thou believe, you believe that there is one God, you do well. Even the demons believe and tremble. So the demons believe. They believe in Jesus. But have they received him as their Lord? No. They know that he's been raised from the dead, but they don't embrace that resurrection. They don't, they're not living as Christians, but they believe. So faith is not just believing. Faith is acting. Faith is embracing. Faith is receiving. Faith is saying God's word is true. Faith is making God's word true for you, true for me. Let's look at, well, let me just say, faith, another thing faith is not is, faith does not deny the existence of evil or pretend that circumstances don't exist. Some religions just, I think they kind of deny that sickness is even there. I mean, they just don't acknowledge it. But that's crazy. We, we live in this world here. So Christians aren't kooky. We're real. Remember the devil told Jesus, hey, if you're the son of God, go up on the roof and jump down. Well, Jesus believed in gravity. He wasn't dumb. He wasn't foolish. So we don't do things that are foolish as Christians. So faith doesn't deny the symptoms of sickness. Faith doesn't deny gravity. Faith, we, we exercise faith to overcome the problems of life. We don't deny them. One more thing that faith is not, faith is not passive. Faith is on purpose. Faith is released. We're going to see when we talk about how faith works, we're going to see how faith is not passive. Jesus spoke to the fig tree. And the Bible says, and the disciples heard him. So Jesus just didn't say, he didn't like whisper, he did, he on purpose. I think he probably stood there and he probably pointed to it and said, I curse you. So faith is not passive, faith is on purpose. We're going to see that a little bit more. All right, let's talk about why faith is important. 
Let's look at Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8. Faith is important. It's important to God. Ephesians 2, 8. It says, for my grace you have been saved through what? Through what? Through faith. So we're saved by faith. We're saved through faith. Not of yourselves, it's a gift of God. So we're saved by faith. I'd say that's pretty important. Wouldn't you think being saved is important? We're saved by faith. Let's look at 2 Corinthians 5, 7. One reason faith is important, we're saved by it. Another reason is we walk by faith, not by sight. Look at Romans chapter 1, verse 17. For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Wow. We're saved by faith. We walk by faith. We live by faith. Sounds pretty important to me. Let's look at 1 John 5, 4. 1 John 5, 4. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that overcomes, overcome the world, our faith. Faith, our faith overcomes the world. We're saved by faith, we walk by faith, we live by faith, we overcome the world by faith. And in uh, Romans chapter, I mean, sorry, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, it says, but without faith, it is impossible, say impossible, impossible. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. I cannot please God without faith. That's pretty important. I'm saved by faith. I walk by faith. I live by faith. I overcome the world by faith. Faith pleases God. And then finally, in Mark eleven twenty two. Mark 11, 22. It says, So Jesus answered and said unto them, Have faith in God. It doesn't say, So Jesus answered and made a suggestion. It says, And Jesus answered and said unto them, Have faith in God. One translation says, Have the God kind of faith. Have faith in God or have the God kind of faith. To me, it's a commandment. When Jesus says to do something, have something, I take it as a commandment. He told us to have faith. Yes, sir. So how do we get faith? Let's look at... Let's look at how... Um, let's look at Romans chapter 10... Verse 14. 
Romans 10, 14 says, How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe on in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Can we go down to verse 17? Verse 17 says, So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by praying, right? Is that what it says? Let's say faith comes by praying. It says faith comes by hearing. If it was praying, we'd all have tremendous faith. God, give me faith, give me faith, give me faith. Okay? So a lot of people will pray that God will give them faith. Give me faith, give me faith, give me faith, give me faith, give me faith. Faith comes by hearing. I, this is what, this is not the gospel according to Kirk. It's the gospel according to the Lord Jesus. Faith comes by hearing. What are we hearing? What are we hearing during the week? What do we spend our time hearing during the week? I'm just kind of throwing it out there. There's lots of good stuff to hear. I mean, nowadays with Bible apps and, and uh, you got Bible apps, you've got YouTube with all the, everybody's preaching is on YouTube. Um, there's just so much out there that we can be listening to on the way to work. Some people can do that at work, I don't know. Uh, and at home, there's so much we can do to hear God's word. Let's look at Luke 5, 15. Luke 5, 15. It says, but so much more went there a fame abroad of him, and great multitudes came together to hear and something else, to be healed by him of their infirmities. They came to hear and to be healed. They first came to hear. How did, why did they come to hear? Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God of God. Okay, so let's talk about, um, well, actually, one more thing on, on uh, how we get faith. There's different levels of faith. Jesus talks about people having no faith. He talks about people having shipwrecked faith. How would you like to say, Jesus tell you, your ship, your faith is shipwrecked? <laughs> that wouldn't be very, very encouraging. I think it might get you to wake up, slap in the face. He talks about people with weak faith. People with wavering faith, getting a little better. No faith, shipwreck faith, weak faith, wavering faith, a little better. Talks about people with little faith, that's a little better. Talks about people with a measure of faith, getting better. People with strong faith. People with great faith. And then he talks about one lady who had mega faith. The Greek word for great faith there is the word mega, megos or something like that. Mega, mega faith. So there's different levels of faith. One thing, though, in 2 Thessalonians, it talks about our faith groweth exceedingly. All of our faith in this room, each individual, our faith is growing by how we are hearing. Ooh. I think I'll say that again. Our faith is growing by how we are hearing. Jesus said, take heed how you hear. What are we hearing? Because I could have faith for a negative, 
right? I could hear something negative. I could have faith for that. Well, God doesn't fill people with the Holy Spirit anymore. That passed away when the last disciple died. Speaking in tongues passed away when the last disciple, disciple died. Or miracles stopped when uh, Peter died or something like that. So faith came for that. Negative faith came. Jesus said, take heed how you hear. All, our, all of our faith, all, all of our faith, faith is growing in some way. So I want to keep on hearing the word of God to have my faith grow. All right, so how does faith work? Let's talk about that for a couple minutes here. Let's look at Mark chapter 11. Are we there? Mark 11. And I want to start... I want to start at verse 11. And, and Jesus entered into the temple, into Jerusalem and into the temple. When he had looked around about all things, and now the evening, evening was come, he went out to Bethany with the twelve. Bethany was a little town right outside of Jerusalem. And on, in the morning when they were come from Bethany, he was hungry. I like that Jesus was human like us. And seeing a fig tree afar off, having leaves, he came, if haply he might find anything on it. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for the time of figs was not yet. And Jesus answered and said unto it, No man eat fruit of you hereafter forever. Jesus spoke to the tree. Oh my goodness, Jesus is now speaking to trees. The guy's off his rocker. I wonder if people thought that. But he, it's interesting, he answered and he said to the tree, no man eat fruit of you hereafter forever. Faith is not passive. Faith is aggressive. The word says the, the violent take the kingdom of God by force. So in faith, you have to be purposeful. For with power and authority, he commanded the unclean spirits and they departed. Jesus when he used his faith, he used it on purpose. And here, he's talking to the tree. So faith has something to do with speaking. No man eat fruit of you hereafter forever, and the disciples heard it. It was loud enough for them to hear it. And they came to Jerusalem. Okay, so they, they went from Bethany, now they're in Jerusalem, and they did some stuff in Jerusalem, and then verse 19, and when the evening was come, they went out of the city back to Bethany. And in the morning, the next day, here's the next day, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. Wow. Can you imagine a fig tree drying up from the roots? When was that fig tree dead? Was it dead the next day? It was dead when he spoke to it. That tree did not stand a chance. Not a chance. That tree was dead. When you cut a Christmas tree down, I don't know how long it takes to get from Oregon or wherever to, to Southern California. It takes, takes a couple days. 
And then we have that thing in our house for a month, right? And we put it out in the trash. It's kind of still green, but it says this tree was withered from the root. Not only did the, was the fig tree cursed, his faith killed the fig tree, but it sucked all of the life out of it. And that's what the faith of God does. The faith of God will, will kill a cancer and suck all the symptoms out of it quickly. And the disciples, they, they, they said, wow, the, the fig tree that you curse is withered away. And Jesus said unto them, he's answering what they marveled about. Matthew says they marveled. Well, they said, wow, how soon is the fig tree withered away? And Jesus is going to answer what they're marveling about. He says, well, have faith in God. I'm going to teach you how to wither a fig tree. And so he's going to teach us how to wither a fig tree here. Have faith in God. Of course, Jesus wasn't talking just about fig trees. He's teaching us a lesson on faith. And he, here he goes. Here's his lesson. For truly I say unto you, verse 23, Whosoever says to this mountain, Be removed and be cast into the sea. Notice it says, Whoever says to this mountain. So faith has something to do with saying. Jesus spoke to the fig tree. Faith's important now, church. Faith is important. So Jesus is teaching us a lesson on faith. Here we go. He says, whosoever shall say to this mountain. What are we saying to the mountains in our life? Are we telling the mountains in our life to come here? Are we telling them to go there? Whosoever shall say to this mountain, be removed and be cast in the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he says will be done, he will have whatsoever he says. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you will have them. Therefore I say unto you, what things you ask when you pray, believe. What are you supposed to believe? You're supposed to believe when you pray. It didn't say believe when you see. It said when you pray, believe. Not when you see, believe. When you pray, believe. A lot of times we want to believe it when we see it. This is backwards. That's the way the world works. I'll believe it when I see it. We've heard that before. We've said it also ourselves. All right, I've got to start this over. This is good. Therefore, I say unto you, what things, whoever you ask when you pray, I like it, whatever things you ask. Whatever things you ask. Well, maybe it's not God's will. Well, then don't ask it. Faith begins when the will of God is known. If, you're, if you don't know the will of God, then you're not praying the prayer of faith. There's another prayer for that. It's okay. There's different types of prayer. You can pray, God, if it be your will that I go to Africa, I will go to Africa. If it's your will I go to the Philippines, I will go to the Philippines. That is the prayer of consecration and dedication. But it's not the prayer of faith. The prayer of faith never has, if it be your will. If you don't know the will of God, that's okay. Find out what the will of God is, and then you can pray in faith. Therefore I say to you, what things you ask for 
When you pray, believe. When you pray, believe. When you pray, believe what? That you receive them. When you pray, receive them. Before I can see it, I'm supposed to receive it? Yes. Did you see Jesus? Did Jesus appear to you when you received him in your heart? You didn't see him. You had to believe without seeing? Wow, that's great faith. And that's for salvation. But that is a, that is a, uh, that's how faith works, is to believe first, is to receive it done and to see second. And whenever you stand, uh, therefore I say to you, what things soever you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. You have them after you believe that you receive them. I'll say that one more time. You have them after you believe you receive them, after you spoke to it. And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him, that your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. We're talking about how does faith work? Faith does not work with unforgiveness in your heart. Faith does not work with bitterness in your heart. It's just so much, I'm going to say it this way, it's so much fun to take a microscope and look in your heart. Ouch. Well, maybe it's not that much fun. But it's, it's, it's good. And you just look deep in your heart. And you look for all those areas that just might not be right. And any little thing that comes up during the day, your heart and your spirit is sensitive. And you just, that little thing comes out of employee at work. No, 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 no. I forgive that person. I'm not going to let it in me. That thought's not from me. Uh-uh. I'm not taking that. I'm not holding unforgiveness against that person. And so you live your life free from all this unforgiveness. Oh, is it easy? No. Is it easy to forgive? It's not easy to forgive. Sometimes it's not easy to forgive yourself. That's sometimes the most difficult thing. Can anybody attest to that? I know for me, sometimes it's really hard to forgive yourself. Woo, that's a tough one. But then again, do we go by feelings or do we go by what is written? If I confess my sins, he's faithful and just to forgive me my sins and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. 1 John 1, 9, I confess my sins, I'm forgiven. Bless the Lord, I'm going to put my faith first and I guarantee you feelings will follow. I guarantee, but if you waver... Uh, I don't feel saved. I don't feel forgiven. <sighs> now I remember what I did last week. Well, the way I prayed, but I don't feel like it yet. Well, you're going to go down that road, and it's going to be misery. But if you say, bless God, the word of God says that if I confess my sin, he's faithful and just forgive me and cleanse me from all unrighteousness, and I take that stand and I grit my faith teeth, as it were, and I take that stand, I guarantee those feelings of condemnation and guilt are going to leave, because they do. Because God's word is stronger than condemnation. God's word is stronger than guilt. God's word is alive and powerful, and it brings deliverance from all that mess that the enemy tries to bring our way. So, how does faith work? Let's close by looking at Mark 5.
Mark 5.25. Now, a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things of many physicians. She was desperate. She was desperate, wasn't she? She had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. When she, what? When she heard, uh uh-oh, when she heard about Jesus, when she heard about Jesus, I wonder what she heard. She heard the good news that Jesus heals. She heard the good news that everybody that comes to Jesus gets healed. She heard that Jesus, hey, you know what? Jesus doesn't turn anybody away. He healed my brother-in-law. He healed my cousin. He healed me. He healed this person. He heals that person. In fact, he doesn't even sit down with everybody and spend 10 minutes to see if they're good church members or not. And when she heard about Jesus, I wonder what she heard. I wonder if she heard that, well, Jesus, you got to be really good to heal, to get healed. In fact, when you, when you talk to Jesus, just say, Jesus, if it be your will. She didn't hear that. She heard, if you get to Jesus, you're going to be healed. She heard, man, I saw people just touch the hem of his garment, and they got healed. Faith came. What she's about to do, touch the hem of his garment, she heard that people were doing it. She heard that, that people get healed. It's really important what we hear. Jesus said, take heed how you hear. And when she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, what? She said something. Here we go again. Jesus speaking to fig trees. This lady's saying something. For she said, if I only touch his clothes, I shall be made whole. Is there anything stronger in the English language? I shall. Any English teachers here? Any English? Te- do we? Is that, that's pretty strong, though, right? I shall. I shall be made well. It wasn't, well, if it's the will of God, I'll give it a try. If I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. She felt in her body. Ha ha, faith came, and what happened next? She felt. She said, she believed, and then what? She felt. And immediately knowing herself that power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, Who touched my clothes? But his disciples said unto him, You see the multitude thronging you, and you say, Who touched me? And he looked around to see who, her, who had done this thing, done this thing. There are other people in the crowd. It says there is people thronging Jesus, thronging him. Thronging, I'm thinking thronging is touching, probably, right? Touching, thronging. This lady got healed. I wonder what her dif- the difference with her. Well, I think we can find out. She said, she heard and she said. Those people probably didn't say, if I just touch his garment, I shall be whole. She did. 
and looked around to see who had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said to her daughter, you're what? Your faith. Is faith important? Faith is important. Your faith, it didn't say my power, has made you whole. Did his power make her whole? Yes. He didn't say, you're whole because I'm the son of God. Is he the son of God? Yes. He said, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. She heard it. Faith came. She believed it. She said it. She did it. She acted. Remember I said faith is an action? She could have said all day long, if I just touch this garment, I'll be whole. If I just touch this garment, and if she never went and touched, she wouldn't be whole. Faith is an action. One of the actions we can do in faith is to speak the word. One of the actions we can do in faith is praise the Lord for the answer. Lord God, I thank you. I prayed. I just thank you that it's done. Thank you that you heard my prayer. I worship you, Lord, for it. I thank you that it's done, Lord. I thank you that you did it. I received it. I believe I received it, Father. I thank you that I have it now in Jesus' name. Faith can be a, 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 a expression of faith can be a praise and a worship. She heard it. She believed it. She said it. She did it. She acted. She received it. And she spoke about it. She gave testimony of God's goodness and God's grace and God's love. So we've been telling the mountain of our life. Instead of telling the mountain to go, we've been telling it to come here. We've been saying, well, we've been saying a lot of negative stuff. We've got to watch our words. Faith, what did Jesus say? How do we get saved? Romans 10, 9, and 10. If we confess with our mouth, can you put that on the screen? Romans 10, 9, and 10. If we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart, great. If we confess with our mouth, there's that saying again. This is how you, look at the last line. It says, uh, well, let's, now, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. There's a promise there. Steve, you will be saved. I'm going to tell you, Steve, how to be saved right now. Confess Jesus as Lord of your life and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You know what's going to happen, Steve? It's written, you'll be saved. Isn't that what we do? We witness to people. Maybe not like that exactly, but for with the heart... One believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For by grace are you saved through faith. We get saved by faith. How is this faith for salvation done? It's confessing with the mouth and believing with the heart. It's speaking to the fig tree. It's saying, if I touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. We've been speaking to the, to the mountains in our life. We've been telling them to come here. We've been saying, here, unforgiveness, here, sickness, here, disease, here, this, here, poverty. If I want a dog to come here, I'm not going to, if I want a dog to leave me, I'm going to say, go. I'm not going to say, here, dog. 
We need to speak what we want to come to pass. Church, it's important. Faith is important to God. Faith pleases God. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we worship you, we praise you, and we thank you. Thank you for this time of teaching, Lord. Father, we humble ourselves. We humble ourselves. And we don't rebel against the word of God. We embrace the word of God. We embrace the truth of the word of God. I ask for wisdom and revelation and understanding of these things. And Holy Spirit, bring them to our remembrance throughout this week. Remind us, what words are we speaking? Are we speaking words of life? Help us, Lord, to speak words of life. Help us to speak the word of God, not the attack of the enemy upon us. Help us to remove the attack of the enemy upon us by speaking the word of God to move the mountains of our lives. Thank you for your goodness, Lord Jesus. We worship you. Thank you, Jesus. We praise you, Father. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, amen. Say this with me. In Jesus' name, I'm a believer. I'm not a doubter. My words are important. I speak forth words of life. I speak the word of God when I feel like it, when I don't feel like it. I speak God's word today and tomorrow. I will see the results. I'll speak the word first. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.